In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound uh, reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Words that we will see today from the Gospel of St. Luke. I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. Et quid volonisi ut ascendatur. Lord, you have come to cast fire, and you have this deep desire that this fire that you're talking about be already kindled. It's really the fire of the love of God. That's how you describe your love in terms of this blazing fire. Like Moses standing before the burning bush. He came and approached it and thought, well, how can this little bush keep burning and burning without consuming itself and just falling apart? It didn't. It just kept burning. It was this ardent fire. And this seemed to him a strange vision, so he approached it. And he reversed. He heard a voice telling him, take off your shoes. You are standing on holy ground. And uh, like Moses now, let us, well, let us take off our shoes, take off our sandals, uh, because we are right now on holy ground. We are close now to the love of God, like Moses who stood there in front of the burning bush. We are here in the burning bush of this oratory. We are quite used to coming in here. We come in, we maybe arrive, and you make a genuflection, hello, uh, and it could easily be that we forget that this is a very, very holy place. And, and of course, any time there is a fire in front of you, you have to be, you have to be careful. You know, you wear the stove, uh, any heating element. You wear gloves. You wear protection. Uh, you know, they have stoves now that tell you be careful hot still hot even after you've turned it off just in case you're too dumb just to put your hand on there you know so they, they warn you there's it's still showing glowing red or something just in case lest you touch something so dangerous as fire as heat and in the bible fire is often used to describe god's burning love for men for us that is the image that is used to describe love, the love of God. And let's think in our life, we were born, we came into existence, we started growing up, we started to learn how to do things. Somewhere, 
along the line as we grew up we began to approach the fire of the love of God and now as we do our prayer we must somehow there allow that fire to burn truly in our lives burn in our hearts there is uh, even in any vocation priestly vocation uh, vocation to the work uh, uh, any kind of vocation that started off with a good fire anybody who, who decided to give themselves to God started off because they were attracted by the warmth of the fire of the love of God that fire always has the danger of slowly just first becoming a slow burn a low burn maybe and and it eventually going out there's always that danger that maybe it won't go completely out but it could go into a lukewarm fizzle that barely heats and uh, certainly if you have an element on the stove that is just on low 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 extra low and you try to I don't know heat up an egg on that that's not even going to work it has to be like you got to boost it when we were in Edmonton we 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 had to stop we stopped in a bed and breakfast and they had a stove and we could prepare food and the stove was just like just like like barely I don't know something wrong with the element or something and he tried to make some some you know scrambled eggs on a low burn it's just like you're going come on come on heat up come on and so uh, we had to go for the microwave you know but uh, what are you going to do if you need some come on you need some power there you know that's the only thing you're going to eat who's going to eat uncooked eggs that are just like you know it's gross and so especially if they've been prepared in the milk with this expectation that the that the, the heating element is going to destroy those eggs well destroy them you know heat them up nicely so so same way you know if if there's not fire in our life fire of love of god fire the fire the burning fire of love for others we're just like those the milky gooey mixture of egg and milk that hasn't been heated that hasn't been heated up hasn't been transformed into nice fluffy uh, you know scrambled eggs and, uh, and so we have to feed the desire to spread that divine fire throughout the world by making it known to all the people around us so that they too can experience the peace of Christ and find happiness there and the love of Christ. We ask this now that more and more people experience the burning ardor and the burning love of Christ. Christ's love. The love of God the Father. The intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And a Christian who lives uh, united to Christ's heart really can have no other goals than these the, the peace the peace in society peace in the church peace in their own soul living in a state of grace growing in that state of grace something that it can always grow and always grow in the sense that it grows warmer and heat it, heat up more 
and that when you think uh, that we're living in in the peace of Christ the the love of Christ this always grows in our life and it'll it'll arrive at its uh, climax at its height in the kingdom of heaven when when we arrive there in front of God there this will be you know the the heat will be such so great there but it won't be destructive it'll be a transforming heat and we must ask for that fire of the love of God to transform us now so that we endure hardships little setbacks little contradictions sometimes with others personalities and we don't let these cool off the love of God within us but rather that all these things make us make us more ablaze with the with the love of God I have come to to set the world on fire and that's why the Lord came on earth so that there would be fire in our souls the fire of the love of God that we'd be able to be so in love with with God's with God's love that our heart would not would not be bothered by a slight by a little humiliation we wouldn't be bothered by that we'll be affected by it like anybody but we won't uh, we won't be cooled off in our love for God you think of somebody today like uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe whose feast is today it's well it's his anniversary it's, we celebrate the Sunday because we celebrate of course uh, the resurrection and but we could still remember that figure the figure of, of St. Maximilian who who was there in that uh, that concentration camp where these Nazis had um, all these uh, prisoners and they had uh, this rule as you know that uh, if anybody were to escape well, they, they would execute 10 people it was one of their crazy crazy rules and somebody did in fact escape and so as a reprisal they would select it at random 10, 10 people and uh, as they selected them completely at random guys who didn't get involved in this who just wanted to stay there and try to endure this suffering they selected one man who was completely distraught at the thought of leaving behind his his wife and his children probably very small who what would they do without him he felt a deep responsibility to any he, he was just in deep anguish asking asking the guard you know i have children you know. and the guard of course you can imagine him in complete disregard and cold treating these prisoners as chattel and then among the prisoners arose a man whose heart was definitely burning with love for God Saint Maximilian who can say what he said without a heart deeply deeply in love with God he came up and said well this man here needs he, he is, his family needs him so I will take his place if you would permit me I will take his place I'm a priest I don't have children I don't have a wife so I'm kind of more dispensable and 
who knows what went through the mind of that sergeant or the man, the commander. He said, well, you want to be that stupid? Fine, just go ahead. And he left the other man to live. And there they were placed in the starvation bunker, ten men, where they were just left there to die. And uh, I've heard people going into that starvation bunker uh, being absolutely you know, powerfully affected. Just you, know, you could just walk in there today. People did that when they went to World Youth Day with the Pope in Poland. And, uh, and they just, just go there. It's just, I don't know, they somehow preserved it. There's a picture, I've seen a picture of Pope John Paul II staring in there. And, and he, in, sat, in fact, attributed his own vocation to Maximilian Kolbe, who was, of course, Polish as well and, and knew about it. He had, he had uh, spread the devotion to the Immaculate of Mary. He had magazines. He had even done it like a, like a radio program of some kind. He, he did commentaries of movies. And he was already extremely, extremely active in spreading the devotion to the Blessed Virgin, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which was, of course, a heart that was deeply in love with God. And this is what he wanted to, to spread throughout the world. And this great man was able to do this heroic act. And there he consoled and strengthened and prayed with the other men there until one, one by one they just dropped off like flies. He didn't die. I mean, it took I don't know how many days until if they didn't die. Well, since they needed that cell for other prisoners, they would just inject them with carbonic acid and, and then he died. And um, it's, a, it's a very, very powerful story. And I remember myself, that I, I believe it was in 1982 that he was uh, canonized by Pope John Paul II. And in fact, the, the man who was uh, saved by the sacrifice, the, yeah, that heroic act of Maximilian Kohl, that man was at his canonization, you know, with his children. Like, like how much more... Uh, heroic, how much more impressive can you get than that? And this news came, and I remember at that time I was just about, or I'd just converted, I'd just been received into the church, and this is one of the first things I hear about this. <laughs> so is that what it means to become a Catholic? You have to, you have to give your life like that, uh, you know, like St. Maximilian Kolbe? It was a great, uh, certainly a great inspiration for me that this was serious stuff. You know, becoming a Catholic was, you have to be ready to do that. I mean, this is like, whoa, you know. It wasn't just like nice, like pretty flowers on an altar. I mean, this was, uh, this was serious. So we want that blazing fire to be, to be present in our heart. And that was, that has to be our goal. And these words about the blazing fire as the love of God, well, it touched St. Maximilian Kolbe and it's touched many saints. It also touched St. Margaret Mary Alacoque in 17th, 17th century France. And she saw this blazing fire issuing from the heart of Jesus himself as he presented himself to her in these visions, surrounded by a crown. And she understood immediately that that uh, to be uh, in front of him like that meant to be in front of the love of God mm. with that sacred heart on fire. And that's the nature of the sacred heart. It's on fire. And that fire is a purifying love. Mm. 
and that she understood too that she had to share in that love and she grew also in her love for God. So in our prayer this morning we understand that we are made for love. For us it has to be so strong, it has to be so disinterested this love for God that we have to be ready to suffer purification. We have to be ready to give our hearts for others. We have to be able to, to be give our hearts, uh, love, love others, live for others. And uh, I read just recently, I just read about uh, the visit of Don Alvaro, Blessed Alvaro, to Kenya in 1989. And there, when he was in Kenya, he met the first uh, supernumerary who was actually the first supernumerary from Uganda, but she was there in Kenya and she'd lived there for a number of years. Her name was Edith Katama, Edith Katama. And uh, she got married, she had a number of children, and she passed away in 2021 during the COVID period crisis there. And uh, she had gotten to know the work in Kenya when she was younger, and she converted to, and she, she became a Catholic thanks to the instruction she received in the work. And she ended up marrying, she had many children. But when she, she met Don Alvaro there on some get-together, I don't know exactly know how she explained that she was from Uganda, but the, the work had not begun yet in Uganda. And, uh, and so she was, she, I don't know exactly what happened, but she, she met Don Alvaro. She said that she was praying for the start of the work there. And um, she said to him, she said, Father, I feel fire. I feel fire in my soul. And uh, this was her way of expressing her ardent desire that the work start in Uganda because she was, as I understand, she was going back to Uganda and she had an ardent apostolic drive to, to bring souls to Christ. And, uh, and so Don Alvaro told her, my daughter, let me write down for you what you desire to express. Because she said, Father, Father, I feel fire in my soul. So what did Don Alvaro write? He, he wrote on a piece of paper, Iñen beni mitre in terra volo And then he wrote, below that, he wrote the date, 1989, because he was in Nairobi, and he wrote, Regina Ugande Oropornobis. I didn't know there was a Regina Ugande, mm -hmm. the, the, the queen, you know, queen of Uganda, our lady, queen of Uganda, pray for us. It was a, scrawled on a, on a little piece of paper that I guess she had given him, and indeed, that was 1989, and in 1996, they were able to send, uh, well, they were able to start the first center. They had sent uh, people there. There had been trips to Uganda, and since then, uh, there have been many, many, many vocations. Uganda, I mean, whoa, it's just like insane. You know? And many of the first vocations there were Edith's friends, Edith's, um, Edith's Katama, and, uh, and she really had that fire in her heart. She kept those words, you know, she kept those words, how I would, that it be kindled 
in her heart for many years. Indeed, she had been preparing the ground since 1989. She was very apostolic. She apparently owned a flower shop. She loved flowers and she would sell flowers. And many of those flowers were used to decorate the altar. And then they had a very special jubilee celebration of 25 years of the work in Uganda in 2021. And um, it was a very special occasion. And all the women that were in contact, they found like very original and very innovative ways of making things with the with the number 25 because it was you know silver jubilee so 25 years and they made cakes with 25 on it and uh, anyway all these arrangements and 25 25 with flowers i don't know and uh, and they were very happy you know with the growth of the work there and it all started really with that uh, that love for God, that fire that was in Edith's heart. And um, so we have to ask if, if our heart is on fire too. If we have this new life, this burning, blazing fire, and uh, it brings us a new life. As St. Paul says in his letter uh, to the Romans, we were buried, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And that newness, to walk in the newness of life, has something to do with our heart being on fire. And um, we, with this baptism that we have received, we are, we are set on fire with, in the same way as, as Jesus set his disciples on fire. And uh, our father was struck by this, as he said in, in uh, Christ's Passing By. He said, um, you know, he associated uh, fire, the fire of love, always with the, sp the apostolic spread, like, you know, like a wildfire that spreads through a forest. He, he saw that's how the apostle might spread. He said in Christ's Passing By, he said, with the amazing naturalness of the things of God, the contemplative soul is filled with apostolic zeal. My heart, he quotes here from the psalm, my heart became hot within me. A fire blazed forth within my thoughts. What could this fire be, the father, our father says, if not the fire that Christ talks about? I have come to cast fire on the earth, and I would that it be kindled. So our, our father always associated the fire in our heart with apostolic uh, drive and apostolic uh, you know keen apostolic drive that requires strength in our prayer and uh, and a readiness to face hardships out of love you know when I was in Copper Ridge we saw signs there that are all about the forest fires and they have this line of uh, colors and on the extreme is red and then below that is kind of orange then yellow and then I don't know what color and uh, and the indicator while we were there was on the red like this is an extreme moment of danger of forest fires so no campfires do not make campfires is what it was saying so the needle was on the red the risk of fires was apparently extreme and so 
because we know that uh, with any campfire, the risk of spread, uh, you just you know, sparks or what have you, the ground is dry, and they find people who, who make campfires. And uh, because they know just a little, little bit of a spark will spread a fire. And they don't want those beautiful forests to go up. But I noticed when we went through one of the forests, as we were going, in fact, there was a sign that said, Enchanted Forest. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. And these massive, massive trees. And, and, uh, and some of the trees, I noticed, were actually hollowed out and burnt out. And uh, they, they were clearly had been there for many, many years, but they were, I guess, I guess there had been a fire either years ago or many, many years ago. And, and the stumps stayed, but these were massive stumps of, you know, many stories high, but still all hollowed out, blackened by some fire that had taken root, that had taken, you know, that had spread through that area. But now, well, the trees had come back. And it was like a it was like a serious forest. I don't understand exactly the nature of those blackened out, clearly burnt trees. But I mean, they were they seem to be quite alive. And so what we ask is, uh, how is the ground in me? We must be on fire. We must be hot. And so that the twigs that we can send on our on our soul can really be set ablaze, the twigs of prayer, the twigs of little mortifications. Eh? And uh, you know, people could see that in our father. They could see as he walked around on the stage and uh, you know those get-togethers that we've seen that he was clearly a man of, of really, really in fire, on fire with love of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, that there was something burning within him and, uh, and that that fire that people saw, just in the way he spoke, just in the way he, he prayed, and that, that, that they wanted to ignite that within themselves, it spread to others. You know, there were many vocations. He was clearly not nonchalant or disinterested. We saw that also in the first years, especially of Don Alvaro, you know, the, the excitement of being with him as he was elected uh, you know, President General. He wasn't yet prelate, but he was. You know, uh, there was this ardent desire also because it's as though that had caught on to, from our father to Don Alvaro, uh, and then caught on and set a blaze all around. And the origin, of course, is in the love of God. That's that's the power of the love of God. So, so we ask this of our our Lord, mm -hmm. that uh, that the Holy Spirit really do set us on fire just as he did the apostles on the day of Pentecost I mean, those were flames of fire that set them on on fire that was the, the love of God that they experienced eh? and uh, it, they say that Edith uh, Katama this lady from Supreme from uh, uh, Uganda was a quiet woman but the fire of the love of God the fire of the Holy Spirit ra really raged within her so we ask uh, God that that fire also rage within us, and uh, and if it's just a slight fire, just not really burning, well, we have to put lots of the twigs of prayer and and petition of the Holy Spirit, and it really won't be us who will make the fire. It'll be the Holy Spirit who will come down upon us with His grace and set us ablaze, because the Lord is really saying, you know, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish. We're already blazing.
I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.